ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles, and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece with City Moms Blog Network, and my hope is that the next 40 minutes or so bring a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkler to, to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Moms Blog Network. Hey, friends. Okay, please tell me that I was not the only person that was up early last month to watch the royal wedding of Harry and Meghan. I mean, it was amazing. I've got to admit, I love this stuff. The beauty, the romance, the tradition. And how about the hats? I mean, seriously, how fun are the hats? Now, while most of us watched it on TV, myself included, or caught the highlights later, one of the moms within our network was actually there. Maybe not in the audience, but with the throngs of royal fans. And she has a really unique perspective on this royal bride that I'm really looking forward to you catching. While she'll share her experience in Windsor back on May 19th, she's also the author of a post that's doing incredibly well in our network around how Megan is stirring things up, uh, not only in uh, the British culture, but also in the world. And so I'm very much looking forward to you hearing her thoughts and our thoughts about that. So we'll chat with her in just a minute. But we also want to make sure that you know we'll be introducing you to a brand new City Moms blog site on this episode, and that is in St. Louis. Woo! And all the crowd goes wild. All of the, all of you that are from St. Louis or know moms in St. Louis, stay tuned. We'll share a little bit more about our St. Louis site with you later on in the episode today. So let's talk a little bit about our guest today. Christy Curtis is the co-owner of Military Moms Blog, the very first international site within City Moms Blog Network. Originally from St. Louis herself, Christy currently lives in England with her active duty Air Force husband and three kids. Christy has a background in pediatric psychology. She loves to be active and spends her time running, swimming, and playing with her kids. And apparently, she also attends royal weddings. So I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Here's my conversation with Christy. Hey, Christy. Welcome to the Just Add Sprinkles podcast. Thank you. How are you? I am doing well. Now, I know you, know you. I say no in quotes because I feel like I've met you once, but I know you better than just meeting you once. That's the (laughs) wonderful world of social media. (laughs) Um, But I know some about your family, but our listeners certainly don't. So why don't you kind of give us a brief update on what your current life looks like? Sure. So I am married to a guy who's in the Air Force, and he has been in for almost 16 years. So we've been moving around for quite a long time. We are currently stationed in Southeast England. We are about an hour and a half from London, and uh, we live here with our three kids. I have a daughter who is seven and boys who are five and almost three. You And you've lived there. How long have you lived there now? Almost a year. Almost a year. Okay. Uh, but you, how often do you move in general? You've lived in a number of we places. We typically move every three to four years. Okay. Uh, I 
I have got to say that I love the flexibility and tenacity of families in the military because moving that often is very exhausting to my brain as I think of it. And it's just <laughs> normal to you. Uh, don't worry. It's still exhausting to my brain too. So uh, it does not get any easier <laughs> anytime that you do it. And honestly, I, I think, you know, each move is, it gets harder and harder. Yeah. Well, and especially as your kiddos get older, I'm sure too. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, today I am very much looking forward to talking to you about a couple things, um, all around the topic of Harry and Meghan's wedding. Uh, here's a confession that I can't believe I'm going to confess to everybody. Uh, I did listen or I did watch the wedding um, because, you know, along with millions of other people. Uh, but after the wedding, I was so enthralled with their story and how Megan is shaking things up and just this marriage in general that I've watched the Lifetime movie. I've watched all sorts of interviews, all sorts of random things since then. And like my... I mean, literally, it's like a secret of mine that I now have an obsession with Harry and Meghan. And so here's the deal. Christy was in Windsor at their wedding. And so I want to tell you, I want you to tell us like how that experience was and just tell us all about it. Sure. Well, first, I want to say it's totally easy to get obsessed with the two of them as a couple. So I, you can have your secret, but I wouldn't feel too bad about it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, so one of the things that we are fortunate to have, especially with um, overseas military bases, is a department or something called um, ITT, which is Information Tickets and Travel. And so they put together trips like this all the time, just all year long. And so a friend of mine found out that they were having a trip down to the royal wedding and asked if I wanted to go. And um, honestly, like, I hate crowds. I hate traffic. I just... Um, really had no interest but then I thought this is like a once in a lifetime thing totally. and I should do it so that's kind of how it came I was sort of talked into it uh but I'm so glad that I went it was an amazing experience okay so what time did you get up to go there <laughs> and like how I mean tell me about the crowds like I, I just need to know all yes. this information okay okay so um it wasn't really like in the grand scheme of when I've gotten up to like get to the airport it wasn't terrible I think we got up at four and oh, that isn't um, terrible. you're right it wasn't <laughs> I mean I feel like I've gotten up to go to the airport here which is about an hour from our house at like 2 30 in the morning so oh totally you know yeah. yeah um and actually Julie who is my military mom's blood co-owner and she is stationed in Italy she flew over here so she came with us as well yeah. So we got up at four and drove to the base and got on a bus at 4 45 and took the, the road to Windsor and Windsor is actually on the other side of London from where we are. So it's really, it's, it's maybe a two hour drive. Um, I'm not, you know, they were anticipating just crazy traffic and, and Windsor was going to shut the roads down just to try and keep things under control. And we did not have any problems at all. I think, you know, we left a few minutes after five and we got in, a little after seven, um, they dropped us off at the racehorse grounds, which was really pretty. And we took a ferry from the racehorse grounds to into Windsor itself, which was just kind of a fun way to start the day. Okay. Um, and then we kind of, you know, 
had no idea where we were going because none of us had ever been to Windsor, but, you know, it's all right. There were plenty of signs that said Royal Wedding this way. And right. so we just made our way towards where we wanted to be uh, and camped out and found a spot. Um, I will and say you were there that... 7.30, 8 o'clock or We so? were probably at our at our spot at the fence by 8 or 8.30, if I had to okay. guess. And at that time, were there, like, tons of people already? Uh, there were. It was getting crowded. So... You know, if you watch the wedding or the, you know, the carriage ride after, they did a loop from St. George's Chapel, you know, all the way around and back up the, I think it's called the Long Walk, um, back to the palace. And so we were actually on the back side of it, so not on the grass. Uh, and that was, it was fairly full, but we camped out a spot and then a couple of us went to see just what the Long Walk looked like. And it wasn't packed but it, we wouldn't have gotten front row seats if we had decided to move ourselves over there sure so we sure. thought the, ba- the back the back side was fine with us okay now tell me about did you meet any interesting people like when you were there well let's see um like people that have spent fun... the, that spent the night there or like yeah well <laughs> yeah <laughs> not on our side but when we went to the other side there were people who had like you know older ladies who had spent the night in lawn chairs all night long to get their oh spot. And there were people who had set up those, um, I don't know what they're, I can't remember the technical term for them, but, but those like pod chairs. So you're in like a little plastic cocoon basically. And they oh, spent fun. the night in those. Uh, and then there were just people from everywhere. Like we met people who had flown in from Indiana to go to the wedding. And um, there were some people behind us who had come from South Africa mm-hmm. and, Everyone had their um, their fancy hats, their fascinators on, and then there were people who were dressed in suits that were made out of half American flag and half British flag, and oh it was my goodness. it was a ve- but honestly, other than that, it was like a very tame party. I kind of in my head expected it to be much more crowded and a little more rowdy than what it yeah. was. Yeah. Now, how long did you? Well, what time did their carriage ride remind me again like what time did yes. you see so, Harry and Megan go by <laughs> not anywhere close to eight o'clock in the morning if that's yeah, what you're asking right. um so we get you know we got there around eight or eight thirty and the wedding started at noon okay. and they had speakers and uh screens up so you could hear the wedding oh. so we listened to that and then the carriage ride started probably at about one o'clock and they were they flew by not long after one Okay. I think so, if I was Megan, I would have told the horse to slow down or said that we need to do two or three laps because, you know, cause it's it like went your moment so right there. Yeah. Oh, funny. I, I don't know if, like, viewing it on a TV screen that I got the feeling that they were moving fast, but they were moving very fast. I felt like they were moving fast. I mean, but maybe yes. it was because I sat there for four hours and then it was over so quickly. But um, I will say, you know, a couple things, like, now, the first is that, you know, I said I hate crowds and I hate, um, you know, route, a bunch of rowdy people. And I, in my head, I anticipated this was going to be like, I don't know, a St. Patrick's Day parade in St. Louis or, you know, for people from San Antonio, it was going to be like Niosa at um, Fiesta, which is just wall to wall, hot, sweaty people. And the British police did a great job of keeping the crowd under control. So I think eventually they just you know, closed the doors and no one else was allowed in. But honestly, where we were, we could easily move around. 
which mm-hmm. was nice. Um, yeah. The other thing is, I mean, there was the police presence was amazing. They, the um, the county that where Windsor is located, they told me that they had two thousand officers there from their wow. county, and then there were multiple counties there as well. So wow. they were, you know, on top of things and organized. Yeah. Well, I love that. Now, how long, how late did you stay in Windsor before your bus departed? Like right after the two seconds of no, seeing them? No, we, left? yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> that would have been bad because we ended up stuck there forever because we were inside the loop and they had to wait until the military got back into their house oh, or wherever they, yeah. you know, wherever they live. Sure. So we were there a long time. Um, <laughs> and when I say a long time, I mean like another 30 minutes, but it seemed like oh. forever. <laughs> uh, forever. But we, no, yeah. we didn't leave until... I think six o'clock. So, but it was fine. Like we had plenty of time to go see Windsor and yeah. went and got food and kind of looked for, you know, cheesy um, memorabilia and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, I love it. Well, uh, thank you for indulging me and in answering my random questions about your Royal wedding experience, because truthfully, oh, sure. it is definitely incredibly fascinating. But uh, what I will say that as, even more so fascinating to me is just how they are shaking up culture in a really wonderful way. Uh, and yes. so now you, you know, were there uh, and you came home to your kiddos. And so what I'm going to actually have um, us do is listen to a post that Christy wrote uh, entitled Dear Princess Megan, I am mixed race and I am watching you. And so we'll have her read it and then we'll circle back around and talk a little bit about that. Dear Princess Megan, I am a girl and I have great ambitions. I love reading, dancing, swimming, soccer, playing dress up and being dramatic. I can read a story and totally lose myself in the narrative. It becomes all I want to play and all I want to talk about. You are a story, and a good one at that. Your wedding was beautiful. The people, the setting, the horses, the music, it was a fairy tale. I was watching you. I watched as you gracefully took center stage, while thousands witnessed the event in person, hundreds of thousands showed up to breathe the same air as you rode by in your carriage, and millions tuned in around the world. Your simple elegance was a lesson for me on the importance of being true to yourself, Even with centuries of royal history enveloping the chapel in town, you were true to your individuality and culture. I was watching you. I am a girl like you. I have one parent who is Caucasian and one who is African American, just like you. My identity is trapped somewhere between my mom and my dad. That's true for all children, but especially for me. I exist somewhere in the middle. Am I white? Am I black? I actually told my parents the other day that I wished I had skin like my mom on my legs and skin like my dad on my upper body. I am fortunate to have two strong parents who lead by example, but they still don't look like me. This is true socially as well. Where do I fit in? I work hard to find my spot, but my family moves frequently. Right now we are in England, just like you. I lose what's familiar each time we move. I have to start over and reclaim my confidence. I yearn to identify with those who are similar to me, but it isn't always possible. Don't get me wrong. There are many African-American and Caucasian women who are amazing leaders. However, strong, mixed-race female role models don't come along every day. Including Disney, you have doubled the number of princesses who look like me. I am watching you. When I was a little girl, all I wanted to do was put on a princess dress and tiara and spin around. I didn't think much past the pretty girl in the dress. Now, at the ripe old age of seven, 
I am more interested in the things that princesses can accomplish. Did you know that Wonder Woman is a princess? Princess Leia is another one of my favorites. I like them because they are brave and fight for what they believe and what is right in the world. A princess can do that. She doesn't have to wait for her prince to save the day. I am watching you. I desperately want you to be that strong role model for me. I want to hear about your humanitarian efforts and how you will use your new platform to continue to do good in the world. But I also want to know how you dealt with being different growing up. What can you teach me about being comfortable in my own skin? How should I react when girls make fun of my hair? How will I know how to fit in? And if I even want to fit in? I want to look to you, Princess Megan, to see how to behave with dignity and grace. I am watching you. And I will tell you why. You are an advocate for women's rights, describe yourself as a strong, confident, mixed-race woman, and are proud to be a woman and a feminist. I believe that girls should ask questions and express their opinions, but research shows that many adolescent girls tend to lose their resiliency and optimism as a host of other issues take over. You are confident and assertive. You say what you believe without being aggressive. Help model that pro-social behavior. Teach me how to behave with poise without letting my voice get lost in the crowd. I am watching you. But I am not alone. There is an entire generation of mixed-race girls who are looking to you. We are hungry for role models. We want to be able to say, she is like me, and be confident in our own identity. And we are watching. No pressure. I I love that, Christy. Uh, and to my point earlier, uh, she really is mixing things up in a wonderful way. And so uh, after, you know, you have this experience, you come home uh, to your daughter and then your two sons. Uh, tell me just about how you process that and how, you know, if you've had any conversations with your daughter, like how that's been. Oh, well, you know what I, I said to her is I said, did you know that she has a mom that looks like your daddy, which is what they call my husband, and mm -hmm. a dad that looks like me. And my daughter's face just lit up. And I said, yeah, she's a princess. Just like you could be a princess just like her. You know, she looks like you. Mm -hmm. And it's, it was just, you know, an amazing realization for my daughter because I think she doesn't, you know, I, I obviously don't, can't comprehend everything that she goes through, you know, mm -hmm. being biracial. But you know, there are a lot of things that just don't fit the way she looks. And I think any chance that there that she has to see someone like herself, especially in a role like that, is just amazing for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I am just, again, um, I love how culture changes over time. And I like to think in a lot of positive ways, although the media loves to focus on all of the negative things that are happening in culture and how it changes. Yeah. But uh, this wedding in particular, uh, and, you know, really changing the dynamic, not just of the, you know, British culture, but like our, our world as a whole, and the mixed race is just part of it, you know, like, um, to my understanding, like, uh, royal ro no one outside of royalty has married into royalty um uh, certainly an american uh and so it's it yeah it's just incredibly interesting to me uh, and i'd yeah i'd be curious just how you're processing that yourself especially as a mom of um, mixed race babies maybe not babies anymore but babies yeah oh they're still my babies um yeah you know i 
it's it's something that is on my mind all the time and I it could be that I'm more sensitive to it because of that or you know maybe I end up interpreting something incorrectly because of it but um, it is something that I think about so frequently I mean just just even looking at my daughter's hair you know it's you know, she goes to a birthday party and it's like one of those parties where um, the kids go to a salon and they get to have their hair done and whatever, you know, makeup, nail polish, yeah. whatever. And I think, oh, no, she's not going to get to do it like everyone else does because it's so hard to do her hair, you know. And it's mm-hmm. never been a problem, but it's just something that I worry about and I think about constantly. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, oh, I don't know. I'm getting kind of worked up talking about it anyway, but it's just, you know, when, when, Things when things happen and she can see people like herself, it just it warms my heart. You know, a couple of years ago in the Summer Olympics, Simone Manuel mm-hmm. was the first African American woman to win gold in a swimming event, and I mm-hmm. literally burst into tears because I thought this is someone, this is someone my daughter can actually relate to, mm-hmm. and someone in, in a sport that she loves. And so it's just it's you know those situations that just are good for us. Yeah. And I don't think, um, not intentionally, but being a Caucasian, my mom, myself of three Caucasian babies, you know, those types of events aren't, are not something that I, I just don't notice the way that you notice it as much. And it's not intentional by any means. Uh, But I do think that the more we understand that, We look for people that look like us uh, on the screen. Um, You know, our kids are looking for people that look like us. Even this morning, my daughter asked me, I was telling her about um, the summer nanny who's going to be starting in a little bit uh, for a couple days a week. And she was like, what color hair is hers? And I was like, (laughs) brown. Why do you care? (laughs) um, But like, that's just like this inherent part of us is that we do look for people that look like us. Uh, And so I love that um, Princess Megan is walking ahead of and really paving her own path for so many um, little boys and girls that um, are looking for somebody that looks like them. Um, Just that so they can, you know, look up to them in some ways. And so anyway, I find that to be really cool. Yeah, and I think, and she has been too. I mean, it's just, it's now been shoved into a much larger spotlight. Yes, yeah. I I mean, she's been, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was also going to say just I'm recollecting the wedding, not just even her um, mixed race heritage, um, but I know there was a decent amount of talk of her mom, her single mom sitting there, you know, by herself, so poised. Um, And I loved that. I loved that there was a combination of faiths and heritages in the wedding ceremony, too. And music. Yes. Yeah. That was that was has never been done before as well, and I I just yeah I I love all of all of that. Yeah, and actually, I was listening to the radio here in England a couple of days after, and they were kind of oh they were taking calls about the African American pastor who spoke at her wedding, and there weren't and not everyone was saying nice things. And I just wanted to say Aww. you know it's okay to it's okay to have change. You know he got up there and he did what he does. It's not it wasn't like he went up and did something different. That's probably what he does every Sunday. And that's, that's true to his background and true to what he should be doing. Yeah. Oh, now, um, 
yeah, it is, it is interesting when, like, and I am just as at fault in various other ways of senses, but when people stick their heels kind of in the mud um, and are only okay with what's normal to them um, yeah. and not open-minded to what the other, what else is out there, uh, I just feel like it's such a disservice to everyone and certainly does not show a great example to our kids either to be open-minded about that. No, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Well, um, my, my girls also watched the wedding. Now, did, did your daughter watch the wedding? No, we've just gone through every single picture we could possibly find. We do need to sit <laughs> down and watch it together. I went and bought like the, um, you know, the Sunday morning commemorative edition of the times and, you know, just stuff that she can keep to have for sure. her for later. Sure, sure. Yeah, I've uh, been trying to talk, you know, as appropriately as you can to a eight-year-old and six-year-old girl about it. But I do think that this will be a time in history that they'll um, reference back to, you know, that they'll say like, oh, I remember when that was one major step in a great direction that I was a part of my history when I was growing up, because uh, I very much think that that's the case. Yeah, I hope so. Good. Well, thank you so much, Christy, for um, sharing your experience and for your beautiful post. I, I love your heart and I love what you're doing uh, with Military Moms blog as well. Oh, thank you so much, Deb. I'm Michelle Fortin with City Moms Blog Network News. City Moms Blog Network is proud to announce the addition of St. Louis Moms Blog. This is the newest site in our network of nearly 90 parenting resource websites across the country and the world. New owners Kate Alstadt and Rebecca Cost will provide encouragement for moms in the St. Louis area by providing information on local parenting resources and organizing events where moms can connect face-to-face. -face. Here's co-founder Rebecca Cost with more. We hope to bring a sense of community to moms in the diverse city of St. Louis by equipping, encouraging, and empowering them with our blog content. We want this to be a one-stop shop for moms looking for practical information, but also the diverse testimonials of other moms in our community. We hope to encourage mothers, even just a little bit, on this wild adventure of raising humans. If you'd like to learn more information about how to start your own City Moms blog network site or join as a contributor for the site in your area, please visit citymomsblog.com. That's it for this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood. Thank you so much to our guest, Christy Curtis, co-founder of Military Moms Blog, and a huge City Moms Blog welcome to St. Louis Moms Blog. We are so glad to have you in our network and can't wait to see what you do for the moms in your community. Thank you so much for joining us. And remember, Mom, you are doing a fantastic job. Keep it up, and don't forget to just add sprinkles. For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, please visit citymomsblog.com. There, you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our host, Stephanie Fleece. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and just add sprinkles.